Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria here with you. And I've got a oh man a lot of basketball fans in Australia are keen to hear from. The new head coach from the Sydney Kings, Chase Buford. Chase, uh, great to see you, mate. Thanks for jumping on for a chat. Yeah, Liam, good to catch up again. Happy to talk with you for a bit. How are you guys managing things right now? Out of quarantine, two weeks of quarantine, and then straight into lockdown. How are you and your fiance managing things in Sydney? Yeah, everybody asks me how lockdown is, but when you're stuck in a hotel room for two weeks, anything outside of that feels quite a bit like freedom. So um, luckily we've got a license or exemption to, to train with the guys. So I've been able to get in the gym a few days and uh, they've been great. It's, it's been fun to connect with them and, and teach a little and watch them compete. It's, it's been awesome. You look like you've landed in a in a nice little spot. You uh, you in a good little spot of Sydney. Can you give us a bit of a give us a bit of a look? Yeah, no, I mean just the Airbnb here for a few weeks. Uh, got the like I was showing Liam a second ago. I'll turn this around. Got a little view of Bondi. You can see behind the sky. Oh, okay. So a uh, couple of weeks more, and we'll we'll find a more permanent spot. But this has been great to to settle into. Outstanding. Um, you mentioned you've been out on the floor a little bit. What what's what's happening, and and who's who are you working with? Yeah, we've got seven guys uh, in the gym right now, and uh, it's been good to kind of just get to know them a little bit, learn a bit about their games and their them, their personalities, their character. And I'll tell you what, to a man, they've all been so welcoming and, and just fun and easy to engage with. They competed their butts off. Uh, it's just been a really good first week or so. And, you know, I, I can't wait to, to get more of the group in and, and continue on down that path. There's a lot of excitement about the Kings roster. Uh, coming into this season what what excites you about the the squad you're going to be working with oh man we got heaps of talent uh you know I think we're going to be deep obviously at the bigs position as, as well documented by yourself and a few others but guards too we got a ton of players you know up and down the board and the way I like to play you know positions don't matter as much as skills and I think we'll we'll be able to incorporate a lot of these guys talents hopefully uh to, a, to better the unit as a whole, I guess, so to speak. And um, like I said, the guys we've had in the gym have been great. They've grown even just in the few days we've been working on some things, but uh, we got a really talented group, one through 12 and, and beyond. So um, It's interesting what you said there about positions. You guys are big, but you're also very mobile, very versatile. Uh, a lot of guys who have plenty of size about them, but like to operate facing the basket and out on the perimeter. How will those skill sets influence the way you guys play, do you think? Yeah, I mean, that, like you said, uh, facing up and, and facing the basket from the perimeter and driving hard is the way I want to play. I think playing with a ton of space and giving guys room to go attack the basket, whether that's on drives, rolls, passes, you know, whatever it is, um, we got a lot of guys really capable of doing that. And like you said, some big athletic bodies that can really – put some pressure on the rim as well as some guards who can really get in the mix and, and score and create facilitate for others. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard on me to try to find a way to get everybody on the floor and make everybody happy, which will be tough, but um, just really excited about the, the quality and quantity of talent we have in our group. Jalen Adams, RJ Hunter, Jarrell Martin, uh, we're familiar with Jarrell, of course, because he played here last season. Two new imports, both with NBA experience. I mean, do you guys have the best import trio in the NBL? Uh, you know, I don't want to comment or compare to other groups, but we're really, really excited about the guys we brought in. Um, obviously, Jalen is someone I know well and 
was, you know, runner up in the MVP voting the year I coached in the G League behind our other point guard, Frank Mason. But it had been hard to split between the two because they were both super talented. But Jalen's, man, a terrific guard. He can he can score in bunches, as he's shown at the NBA level and the G League and in college a ton. Um, he, you know, for us, he was our best perimeter defender. We asked him to go lock up the best player on the other team, best guard on the other team pretty much every night. And we ran a coverage and a scheme defensively that's really tough on the guards. You got to get through screens. We're not allowing you to switch a ton at the time. And um, he really embraced that and competed and super excited to have him. RJ is another one I worked with briefly in Chicago. And when we were looking at our roster, we, we I think we identified shooting as an area we needed to, to bring in with one of our imports. And um, he brings that in space. He's obviously going to space the floor wherever he stands. He's going to draw defenders to him. And hopefully, again, kind of create some of that space I was talking about for others to, to go to work as well as add in a, a bunch, um, you know, of scoring for himself. Talk about Jalen Adams there a little bit. That that Wisconsin herd team, you guys were robbed of a G League championship by COVID. 33-10, and 10, you were scoring 121 points per game, top five in the league in defensive efficiency. Um, is the style, the style that we, what we saw that team play that's what sydney kings fans can probably expect from from the purple and gold this year yeah i think you'll see a ton of similarities you know as as you grow up and you get to be around more teams and experience different ways of playing um you get to see what you like and see what you don't like and you know it's funny i worked with coach bud in, in atlanta when i started my coaching career as an intern and we played a you know an old Spurs style motion offense with two two bigs running you know the post and I got to see it evolve to where it is you know has become and, and spacing out the floor and pulling those guys away and I really fell in love with coaching that style and playing that style and I think it's really fun to see the way guys can just play all the positions on the floor and, and you know be interchangeable and, and attack in that way and you know playing fast is something I've always believed in we probably took it to you know extreme some in Wisconsin and I, I hope to to bring that here as well. I think we have the guys to do it. And defensively, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can get it done, but, you know, competing and, and busting your tail on defensive end is where it starts. And hopefully we'll have that in our group here. What's the latest with regards to Dayan Vasiljevic and his recover, recovery from that Achilles injury last season? Uh, he's been working his tail off probably too, too much at times, you know, he's so eager to get back. He's just, he's, He's done a great job uh, in his re rehab and recovery, you know, working as hard as he can. He obviously shows the videos and stuff in quarantine with him continuing to work. He's a worker from everything I hear. You know, we talk a little bit in text and I've yet to, to meet him face to face, but everybody says how hard he works. And I know from conversations I've had with him, he's, he's breaking his back to get back as soon as he can. There's a lot of high profile personalities in that Sydney organization from an ownership and executive level. Paul Smith, the owner, of course, um, Andrew Bogut, minority owner, Chris Pongrass, the CEO, and also Luke Longley. Uh, how have you enjoyed getting to know those guys a little bit more? And also you said when you first signed on with the Kings that, that their vision for the club kind of sung to you a little bit. What, what was it about their vision? that you bought into? Yeah, I mean, to the first part of your question, their personalities are just so fun to be around. You know, obviously, 
they uh, they aren't afraid of controversy and speak in their mind, which I can I can relate with and I appreciate uh, a ton. But they've been so welcoming uh, to me and, and put me in great positions to, to do well already and um, will continue to do so. I have no doubt. But I think the vision, you know, one big thing was Paul, when I talked to him about potentially taking the job was he didn't want me here leaving in a year. You know, obviously they love Will and all he did, but, you know, they felt like they'd grown and losing Will, I think, hurt their their vision of program. And I think we want to grow the game of basketball in Sydney. And I think they're committed to doing that through youth programs, through hopefully building a new facility possibly down the line and um, just doing a lot of things to to help the community become the, the hoops capital of Australia and, um, you know, grow a fan base in a, in a a young, you know, grassroots type style organization here in Sydney where we can hopefully help some kids develop and, and grow the game again as much as we can here in Sydney. We are talking a little bit before about parts of your basketball journey thus far, coaching journey, you know, working with Coach Bard, um, your time at Wisconsin. Let's go back like way further than that. What, what was it like growing up in and around that San Antonio Spurs organization? Yeah, you know, it's, you're really lucky in this business when, you, you know, people move a lot in this business. And I was really fortunate enough to, to be able to set some roots down and, and grow up, you know, in, in a city. But to grow up around an environment, a culture like the Spurs have, you know, it, it's hard not to have it rub off on you or you learn from it because, you know, they've done such a good job for 20 plus years now at just maintaining excellence. And obviously they're, they're trying to find their foot in, in the next chapter as some of their stars have gone away, but I think they still have pop there who understands what it takes to, to build an organization and a culture the right way and, and do it from the, the ground up, so to speak. I don't think they've been ones who have chased success in the short term as much as they valued their organizational beliefs and, and the way they develop people and players. And it's a, it's also about taking care of people the right way. And I think that's something that they do well and, and doesn't always happen in the NBA. I think we're also chasing the immediacy, immediate success in a lot of areas of life, but that's something that they really care about. And it's not just fluff. They, they mean it and they live the walk, the walk, so to speak. And, you know, it's something that I've been able to experience in some other cultures where I've been, KU and, and with Coach Bud here in Milwaukee or back then it was great too. But um, the Spurs probably do it at the best level I've ever seen. You talked about pop there, but your dad is an absolute legend of the game. And, and in that regard, in terms of building a culture and, and, and building an organization, I mean, what was, did, did he teach you the game, a teenage Chase Buford at the at the dinner table. Were you guys talking hoops? Yeah, we talked. We talked a lot of things. You know, he was on the road a ton too, but he was always really invested in in myself and and my sports teams and, and my teammates. Um, he did a bunch to to help us give every opportunity chance to grow and learn the game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I have a lot, a lot of respect for what he's been able to do over the years, and I, I think he's pretty great. But, um, you know, he's just he loves. He's passionate about helping people. And, you know, I've obviously been a big benefactor of that, but to see how many GMs and assistant GMs around the league have come up, you know, as interns, Sam Presti used to babysit me when he came through, he had to earn his stripes and coach me. And obviously Sam's well, well past that now is probably the, the current reigning, you know, lead executive in many people's eyes, but, you know, it goes down the list. It's not just Sam, but Dell Dumps, 
you know, on and on and on. I could name a million people who've come through his his deal. And just like Pop said, coaches around the league, he's done that as well. It's it's been fun to see. Another thing that you've got in common with him is uh, your your time at Kansas. He was an assistant coach for that famous 1988 Danny Manning led championship team. You were we were freshmen in 2008 yeah. at Kansas, that championship winning team with Mario Chalmers. Um, under Bill Self, fat, famous, highly regarded coach in the States, what did, did you learn from Coach Self that has helped kind of frame you as a head coach? I think anybody who's been around Coach Self or, or got to know him knows how just a, a people person he is. He'll walk into any room and own it like that. It has the confidence and swagger and, and humor to go along with it. But his man management style, I think, really made an impression on me. I think no matter what anyone's role is, whether they were happy with their role or not, they believed genuinely that, that Bill cared about them and wanted you know the best for them. And it allowed him to coach people really hard um, when they knew that they had the relationship and the trust built up and the care from him. Um, he's, he's a really hard coach and he, he practices hard and he, he holds people accountable to a high standard, but it, it starts with the relationships and, and the trust and the man management. And I think that as much as anything has helped him succeed and get to where he has as a coach. How about a couple of others? What have you learned from coach Bud, um, from Giannis, from those people within the box organization over the last couple of years that have influenced you? I think the word that comes to mind with both those guys is just consistency. Um, their character doesn't change. Who they are doesn't change, whether we've won, whether we've lost, whether you're down 0-2 in the finals or, or whatever it is. Um, they just continue to stay focused on the task at hand. I mean, Giannis comes to work every day with a purpose. He doesn't just show up. He comes to get things done, and uh, he's efficient with his work, and he cares a lot about other things. I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you once he leaves the gym, he ain't thinking basketball. That's just not who he is. But when he comes in the gym, he works, and, and you can see it in how much he's grown. Obviously, his physical and natural gifts are, are special, but the way he's molded his game to fit those gifts and, and grow in himself is impressive. And, you know, Bud's the same way. He, he doesn't get too high, get too low. He doesn't change a bunch schematically team to team. He just, we're going to be great in who we are and, and lean on that a lot as much as anything. There's a couple of kind of statistical or historical things that are kind of tipped against you this year in terms of potentially winning the title. Traditionally, guys don't come from, from the States, immediately take over a team and win the championship in the NBL. It doesn't, it doesn't really have, Will Weaver came very, very close to it a couple of seasons ago. It's usually Australian coaches or people that have been here for a long time. Also, you're one of the youngest head coaches the league's seen in a really long time. I mean, I, I think 1996, a guy by the name of Dave Ingham coaching the Bullets was 30. So maybe for the last 25 years, you're the youngest head coach in the league. What They just kind of challenges, numbers, They th those kinds of statistical things irrelevant to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't focus too much on things like that. I tell you what, being around these young guys, I feel a lot older than I am sometimes. Uh, they make you feel old. But no, I mean, I think yeah, I've been blessed to have a ton of different experiences around the game of basketball and learned a ton from, from a young age. But 
Um, I'm just, you know, I believe in a way of playing and I've, I've seen it be successful at, at different levels. And I think I can bring some of that here. And I think more than anything, what will determine the success of our team is, is our players and how good we are and how good we compete and our staff and all that. It'll be the collective of the group. It won't be, you know, my heritage from a country or not or how old I am. Um, you talked before about the, the vision of building something there in Sydney and, and being in there for the long haul. You've signed a multi-year deal with the Kings, but what are your kind of longer term coaching goals? You know, I'm just thrilled to be a head coach. I think I got a taste of it a couple of years ago and it was the most fun I've ever had. Uh, I had a great group of guys and they bought in and they competed and we had a blast uh, up until COVID shortened the season, but um I don't think I want to be anywhere else in the shorter long term uh, other than doing that. So wherever that leads me, um, as long as I can do that, that's what my goal is to do. Awesome, man. Um, you talked about that COVID impacted season in the G League. I mean, you guys are going to have to do some jumping around this season. A number of teams are going to need to do that. Have you guys discussed that as a group already or is there just an understanding that that's how it's going to be? Yeah, I think, you know, it's obviously you got to talk about it a little bit. Everybody knows the, the world we're living in. Um, but I think more than anything, it's just being adaptable, being prepared to, to take whatever comes at you. And, you know, hopefully vaccination rates continue to rise and, and some of these restrictions will be lifted, but whatever happens, we just got to be ready and, and ready to work and, and ready to go out and compete and do what we need to do. Whether that's, you know, hopefully in, in kudos bank arena and around the country, but you know, we're, we're ready to, to pivot and to do whatever we need to do to, to be the best thing we can be. Well, Kings fans are excited about that. We're all excited to have you here and excited about the roster that you guys have put together and um, can't wait to see it in action. So great to chat with you and best of luck for the season ahead. Thanks, Liam. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome, man. Cheers. Cheers.